0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of Have Yourself a Mindful Little Christmas, the podcast where we unwrap the secrets to a season filled with peace and presence minus the stress. Thanks so much for being here. I'm your host, Ali Rafara, and today we have a special guest, the wonderful Ellie Austin-Williams. Together, we'll explore mindful ways to navigate festive finances today, from the secret tricks businesses are using during Black Friday to make you spend more money, and why those offers might not be as good as they seem, plus how to relieve the financial stress and pressures this time of year brings, and how to think of gift ideas from a more mindful and thoughtful perspective using love languages, and maybe save some money in the process. So grab your hot cocoa, get comfy and join us for a mindful money chat at the most wonderful time of year. So according to those of us who celebrate Christmas, 42% of us find the financial impact of Christmas stressful and the most anxiety-inducing festive activities are thinking about what Christmas presents to buy, 46% of us say that's stressful, how much it costs to buy them, with similar figures about 45% of us finding that stressful too and having to shop for them in the first place 44% of us finding stressful and according to another poll a quarter of parents have confessed to setting overly idealistic expectations at Christmas So with those figures in mind, and this week as Black Friday deals seem to be everywhere and we start thinking about those Christmas lists, I'm talking to the wonderful Ellie Austin williams author of Money Talks, A Lifestyle Guide for Financial Wellbeing, which is out on the 2nd of January and available to pre-order now. Hello, so I'm here with the lovely Ellie Austin williams author of brand new book Money Talks, A Lifestyle Guide for Financial Wellbeing, and Ellie's here with her little boy, who is eight weeks old? Six weeks old?
1: Yes. Yeah, he'll be eight weeks old at the weekend. What
0: a lovely early Christmas present.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, he was a very, very early Christmas present. Um, earlier than he was meant to be, but it's a wonderful <laughs> present to have.
0: <laughs> uh, and are you looking forward to your first Christmas with a with baby in the house?
1: Yeah, we absolutely are. We're gonna have a very low key Christmas. Um, the last few years, Christmas has always been a bit of a chaotic time, like travelling between my family, my in-laws. And so this year we've just decided we're gonna stay put, we're gonna just camp in with the baby and the dog. Um and yeah, just eat all the food.
0: Yes. Sometimes it's nice to have the excuse, isn't it, to to say, Okay, we're actually gonna do our own thing, you know, and because I think a lot of the time people are often kind of trying to make everyone happy and moving between parents' houses and stuff. And having a baby can be that catalyst for starting new traditions and doing it the way that you yeah. want to
1: Absolutely. I think, you know, we, we've had a bit of a crazy year. Like pregnancy was not straightforward and we moved house. And so we just need that downtime. And it's like you say, it's the perfect kind of, excuse as much as you love the family and you want to spend time with them um sometimes you just need to shut all the doors close off to the world and just enjoy being together I think
0: yeah yeah so your book is is absolutely wonderful I it's one of those you could sit down and read from the beginning to the end and also you can dip in and out of the chapters are all around different kind of stages in your life which I i I just think it's so brilliant. It's such a clever way to write a financial book. Obviously, today we're going to talk a lot about Christmas, but for anything else going on in your life, I would definitely recommend <laughs> Ellie's book. Oh, um, I wanted to talk. It's it's when Thank this you. podcast comes out, it's technically, I mean, it's going to be released in a couple of days, but it's Black Friday week. I mean, one day has turned into a week and it kind of feels like the month now at this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, what I wanted to ask you, was I just kind of want to get the low down at, from a financial expert is Black Friday really a money saving concept can we use it to save ourselves money or do we end up just spending more is it a, you know one of these gimmicks where these marketing well things-
1: so <laughs> Black Friday is it is it a Way to save money. That's a great question. I think the crux of it comes down to were you going to buy something anyway? Mm -hmm. And are you just making the most of what you were going to buy being on offer? Or were you buying lots of other things that you actually don't need and had no intention of buying? Mm -hmm. And when you put it like that, I think it sounds really straightforward. But I don't think in practice, it is because spending money is not straightforward it's not always as practical yes no decision it's quite emotional and we are bombarded like you said by all of these marketing messages i opened my inbox this morning and it was just packed like with multiple emails from the same same retailers trying to get me to buy things and it's been going on like say all week and i know it'll continue and i think you have to use a little bit of like critical thinking and a bit you have to be a bit cynical when it comes to black friday um of course there will be certain retailers who only do offers at this time of year but i would say for the majority and particularly big retailers this is not going to be the only time that they're going to do these offers they'll probably tell Mm -hmm. you that they are you know special offers but we know that there will be offers in the run-up to christmas there'll definitely be offers in january Uh, there will Mm -hmm. be Offers when seasons change so the way that I always think about it is really about you know is this a good opportunity to get something that's on my to buy list anyway Mm -hmm. and actually again is the deal a good deal because that's something that is a lot harder again to to tell sometimes than it should be because what often happens is that prices rise in retailers in the run-up to this time yeah. of year. Um, and luckily now there are tools that you can use online to check price history. And, you know, on Amazon you can see like it will tell you the price, whether it's that high or low for the last however many days. But there are ways that retailers can play the numbers and can make you think you're getting a better deal than you are. So you really just need to know like what am I willing to pay and would mm. I pay this anyway?
0: Yeah. That's so fast. I was just about to ask that. So they'll basically raise prices and then whack on a twenty percent discount to make it seem like you're saving money, but actually you're not.
1: They're so sneaky. Exactly. They really are. And like the the way that they do it. I mean, they're allowed to do it. That's the thing. And technically, what they're saying to you that you know, twenty percent off. That is true. It's twenty percent off the price it was a week ago, Mm -hmm. but two weeks ago it was the same price that is now the 20% off price. It's all just, it's all messaging, isn't it, really? And when you think about it, it makes total sense. Of course, they're going to do that. But Mm -hmm. when we're shopping and we're looking at, you know, that deal, and we're being pressured because it's Mm -hmm. like last chance and 24 hours only, like those emotions take over and we want to be involved. We want to get that deal. We don't think, oh, actually, I can probably get that deal in two weeks' time again.
0: Yeah. And so that leads me on to my next point because I I certainly feel a sense of pressure and this i think we all feel a lot of you know pressure and stress from from needing to to buy christmas presents there's a lot of financial pressure at this year not just with with presents but with um you know buying all of the food and and drink for the big day even you know but this pressure to buy new decorations it's everywhere at the moment there's this particular garland i don't know if people have seen it it's like very realistic it has a particular look it looks very real um and it's on every Instagrammer's mantelpiece and they're like oh not, here's the link and they're all just it's all just affiliate marketing which is fine but you know it's this pressure to have the latest colors or look or whatever and I think my mom and dad have had the same decoration since forever you know they're still yeah. putting ones up on the tree from when we were kids but it's like this changing of trends but anyway so this idea that that there's emotion attached to this. There is, there's so much pressure, isn't there? And I think lots of us feel like, oh my God, I have to get all of my Christmas shopping done for Black Friday. Otherwise I'm going to end up spending more money than, than I have to. So have you got any advice for us, any practical advice or, you know, even emotional advice for how we can approach this rush and pressure of Black Friday with a calmer mindset?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that the first thing I would say to people is disconnect if you need to step away. And I always find it quite funny when I'm telling people to get offline, because a lot of my business obviously runs online. But mm-hmm. when it comes to spending, you, you need to disconnect because the internet is the absolute kind of peak of sales at this time of year. Mm-hmm. Social media, like you say, it's everywhere. Every influencer I follow pretty much has been posting their gift guides and their affiliate links like you said like mm-hmm. which is totally fine but if you are somebody that knows that they are feeling the pressure mm-hmm. to spend or you know that you don't have that money to spend mm-hmm. then get offline just take the time away it will do wonders not only for your mental health but your financial well-being mm-hmm. Um, and just spend a few days Just enjoying being in the present, being disconnected. Of course, that's not always possible and you might not want to do that, but use the tools that are in front of you. So even things like muting on social media, if you don't want to go Mm -hmm. offline, just mute accounts that are particularly salesy. And so you don't need to see them. Unsubscribed emails that, you know, you can sit and go through 10 minutes in your inbox and just unsubscribe and that will completely reduce the amount of traffic that you're getting mm-hmm. over the next kind of few days and few months um you know I'm always encouraging people to do that anyway and to un- unsubscribe because there's never a reason that you need to be doing that yeah um like you never need to be receiving all of those millions of, of emails yeah um I think also try and take some time out just to ask yourself what do I need to buy because like you say you know a lot of people at this time of year, there are things that they want and need to, to buy, whether it's presents, decorations, whatever it is. I think when you're trying to figure out what it is that is on your to buy list, when you're online and you're constantly being fed more and more stuff, everything feels like you need it. But mm-hmm. if you can just take 10 minutes, half an hour away, just go for a walk or something, um, switch off from, from all of the noise again and just write a list of things that you actually need and want enough to buy and stick to the list yeah again I know it sounds simple it's not always that straightforward but I'm a big believer in the list whether it's food shopping whether it's clothes shopping Mm -hmm. presents if you've got a list of things that you know that you want to buy or need to buy it keeps you accountable because every time you see something pop up like you know oh there's a really nice like furry coat that you've seen advertised I go to my list and I'm like is that on there is that something that I need no so I'm not going to buy it at the moment one of the things on my list are a pair of boots Mm -hmm. so if I see black boots advertised and I look at them and I'm like those are the ones and they're on my list so I kind of know okay this is a thought through purchase Mm -hmm. not just a spontaneous it's on offer it's being shown to me thing so I'd say try and Put in place a little bit of a, a system, yeah, um, to be able to yeah hold yourself accountable when it comes to those spending decisions.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I love uh, this is some, a theme that keeps coming up with the conversations I'm having about having a mindful Christmas. It's it's about conscious decisions, isn't it? And yes, that I'm hearing here it's about those conscious decisions. Do I do I actually need this? Is it on my list? But also taking a moment to say okay, it, you know, let me check the prices from a couple of weeks ago, I'm actually getting a good deal. And I also, one thing that I just want to circle back on, which I think really made me just feel quite, just took off a lot of the pressure, actually, of feeling like I needed to get all of my Christmas shopping done this weekend, was that, you know, this idea that actually, it's not an idea, it's the, you know, the truth that actually, these deals are going to be around leading up until Christmas, regardless, really. Maybe the yeah. odd one here or there will drop off, but you'll probably be able to find something else elsewhere. If there's something that you, you know, one particular thing from one particular shop that you really know that you want, go for it. But otherwise, all of these deals are going to be around up until Christmas. So there's not really this pressure is not real. Is that clear? no? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's all marketing. And, you know, if anybody listing has worked in marketing or does marketing, then you understand that i worked in marketing for a while so you know i've been there and done it and understand where it all comes from but it's clever um mm-hmm. and i think you know i don't think we should feel bad for falling for it you know yeah. it's it's designed to play to our emotions and to pull our different cords and to make us mm-hmm. feel a certain way so that we spend money yeah. um we're all human you know it's hard putting in place Barriers to resist that. And it's one of the things I talk about a lot in the work that I do is that technology has made it so easy to spend money. That is literally what has happened over the last mm-hmm. 10, 20 years, is that the process of spending money has become more and more seamless. So that nowadays we don't even have to think about it. Like it's one click on Amazon, it's tap your phone. Like, you know, you sometimes it, like don't even have to put your card details, it saves them on the browser. Mm-hmm. It's so easy and it has created a state of mindlessness when it comes to spending Mm -hmm. we have to take responsibility if we want to be more mindful with our spending because the companies that want us to buy stuff aren't going to do it for us the tech companies aren't going to do it for us so we have to be the ones that put in place those barriers so we have to turn off the notifications Mm -hmm. we have to delete those saved details even though it seems counterintuitive because you know we want our lives to be easier but Mm -hmm. we have to go through those steps and put in place those barriers if we want to protect our mindfulness when it comes to spending yeah
0: I love that I never even thought about making my life more
1: difficult so I just spend money so easily
0: I'd just like to share with you another place that you can find me over on Substack. I've got a Substack channel. It's a great platform. There's loads of amazing journalists, authors, experts over there, all writing away as am I. My channel's called Rebecoming and it's your passport to realistic self-care for you and your little ones. You know that feeling where you just don't feel like you anymore after having a baby or a few? (laughs) Well, me too. And I know what it's like to feel as though you don't have any time for self-care after having babies and children. No matter how old our little ones are, there's just never as much time now as there was before, right? And trying to carve out more time for us or sleep when the baby sleeps and all the equivalents just isn't realistic and can actually be really frustrating. I believe if we want self-care in our lives for real, we have to embed it into our children's lives too. Because when we can invest in our well-being while we're with the kids, some magical things happen. Firstly, you're able to do the things that make you feel good every day, not just when you can grab a sporadic five minutes or when someone offers to look after the kids. Secondly, these things we do that make us feel good begin to manifest as habits in our lives, which have a compounding effect on our well-being. The work we will do together over on my channel, Rebecoming, will literally rewire your brain to be more positive, emotionally resilient, grateful, less anxious and overwhelmed, and better able to manage stress. And thirdly, perhaps the most excitingly, two things happen to our children. As we rewire our brains to the more emotionally resilient, grateful, less anxious and overwhelmed version of ourselves... We're also wiring their brains to a default setting of positivity, gratitude, happiness and set them up from the beginning as emotionally intelligent, emotionally resilient children who are less anxious, stressed and better able to regulate their emotions. We also teach them that self-care is a priority and as normal as brushing your teeth so that in the future they have the tools to look after their own health too. So over on my channel Rebecoming on Substack, I share fascinating research tips, tricks and hacks to raise not only happy, confident and calm children, but happy, confident and calm mothers and fathers too. From inspiring, heartwarming articles to podcasts like this one, Free bedtime meditations for you and fun mindfulness activities to watch and do with your little ones. I promise you'll start seeing the benefits inside yourself and in your family sooner than you'd realise. So let's go on a journey to rebecome ourselves and rewire well-being from the inside. This is realistic self-care for you and your little ones. Subscribe now to Ali Roth Farrah's Rebecoming channel on Substack today. See you there. So for anyone who's kind of thinking, you know, especially with cost of living and all of this stuff, or even just feeling a sense of gluttony, because every year it just, everything has to get bigger and bigger. Even I think about the presents that I buy for my husband. I think every year, I think it has to be better than last year. That's a lot of pressure, but for anyone who's trying to or thinking about broaching the topic of spending a little less this year, how can we best broach that topic, maybe even with loved ones? How can we have that conversation or you know, change our mindset yeah. around big spending?
1: Yeah, and this one is really tricky, I think, and it really does depend on the people that you're talking to because some people will have families who they talk very openly about money to, who understand the situation that they may be in, that know that they might be feeling pressure other people this will be really uncomfortable and really difficult but I think there are a few different ways that you can approach it I think first of all I would really encourage people to be honest about the situation and if you can say to family members or to friends you know this year things are quite expensive can we explore doing Christmas presents in a different way or can we set a budget can we do a secret Santa amongst Us, can we actually agree not to buy each other presents so one of us doesn't feel awkward? Or why don't we pull together some money and just go out for a meal together? Have a think creatively about different options and what your best case scenario would be. Mm -hmm. And also try and think about what the other person's response might be. Because if you can think ahead and you can present what you're saying in a way that kind of talks to what you expect them to, to say in response, then it's much more likely to go down smoothly. Mm-hmm. You will not always guarantee that the person that you're speaking to is going to agree and be like, yeah, I'm you know, i on board with you. But a lot of the time they will, and a lot of the time they'll understand. Mm-hmm. It's very rare, and I say this all the time, especially with friends and money, it's very rare that the desire to spend money or to buy something expensive or to receive a flashy gift is greater than the desire to, you know, look after each other's well-being and to listen to each other and to facilitate one another. Mm -hmm. And if that is the case, then there's probably a bigger issue going on. If somebody is more bothered about buying flashy presents for each other than, you know, respecting the fact that you have got a bit more of a restrained budget Mm -hmm. this year, then, you know, we've got other questions that we need to to explore rather than just talking about presents
0: yeah and I think potentially sometimes the 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 difficulty in those conversations is that we love giving and I think most people as we get older we we enjoy the giving as much if not more than the receiving and so it's you know how can we maybe still get feel like we're giving and because I love that on Christmas day I love seeing people's eyes light up and so yeah thinking about maybe how we can still give and get that enjoyment as well as you know receiving um Yeah, what you said just there just made me think, you know, thinking about what their reaction might be and thinking about that in terms of how you broach the subject. I think it's really clever and and mindful. And it's reminded me of this, um, of a... A way of thinking that my boss my old editor Susie Walker she, whenever we had a conversation in the office she said never come with the problem come with the solution and I love that because I love that you kind of you know you can guide it towards what you want it to be as well which is kind of handy <laughs> but also you know yeah. you kind of fixing it without just saying you know bringing up a problem that's not so nice to talk about really. yeah
1: definitely um, and you know there are so many things that you can do creatively in terms of spending less when it comes to gifting as well you know you might decide like let's just do a homemade Christmas gift so you know baking or crafts or whatever it is you know I'm not saying it's going to be free but it might be a way that you can reduce those those costs and you know I've had conversations before with family members about the fact that you know buying at this time of year in the run-up to Christmas often, often is expensive so actually just saying let's you know, wait and get each other something in the new year, maybe once there are all of the sales that come after Christmas. Um mm-hmm. I think there are just so many options and often it's a case of just exploring them and like you say, thinking about what that outcome is that mm-hmm. you would like ideally and presenting it in the best yeah. way possible.
0: Amazing. Is there a clever way, because I know you talk a lot about this and on your Instagram as well, like saving essentially and how we can save more intelligently, I guess. Is there a clever way to budget or organize ourselves financially for Christmas? So it might be a bit late now, but, you know, if we're finding ourselves in a situation where we think, oh, my God, actually, this is, you know, a lot of financial pressure. um, It's putting a lot of stress and anxiety on to my plate at a time which should be really enjoyable Is there something that we could do next year, perhaps, or a way of of thinking about this year?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the the number one thing, and like you say, it's probably a little bit late now, but it's worth talking about anyway, is planning ahead. Um, Mm -hmm. Setting yourself a budget as early as possible in the year and working towards that. So factoring in the savings from earlier in the year to take off the pressure when it comes to this time of year. If you haven't been saving it's suddenly like okay well i've got the same amount coming in this month but i've got double or triple that i need to go out on presents mm-hmm. and on food and all of those things that like you said so the further ahead that you can start planning the better but we are now at the end of november that's not always going to be possible so i would say make sure that you are maximizing the stretch of your money so by that i mean just making your money go as far as possible um That may be a case of things like offers and getting things that are on, you know, a good deal. But it's also a case of thinking about things like cashback. Are there ways that you can earn money when you're spending money that you're going to spend anyway? Mm -hmm. Thinking about like loyalty points and um, reward points. So when you're doing things like the food shops, you know, all of the big supermarkets have like reward points. They do deals on different types of food, different products like think about whether there are ways that you can make the most of those as mm-hmm. well think about also secondhand shopping and platforms that are resale platforms you know if you are buying certain things like you know christmas jumpers or outfits for the kids mm-hmm. do you need to buy the brand new or can you actually just go onto to vintage or depop and get something mm-hmm. secondhand you know a fraction of the price it's going to be much more environmentally friendly as well Mm -hmm. so there is there's a real incentive to do that um just thinking a little bit outside the box is what I would say and I know that that becomes harder when you're pressured for time um when you've got loads on your plate but a lot of the ways that you can save money when it comes to this time of year are not that difficult they just require maybe one extra step or just thinking a little bit laterally rather than doing what you've always done, which is kind of just turn up at the supermarket and buy everything Mm -hmm. um, that you can see on the shelves, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And Ellie's book, actually, you know, I just, I found it amazing. As I said earlier, there's different, you know, chapters for different parts of your life, basically. And, you know, there's a chapter on like having a baby and everything that you might need to, Buy obviously, but also the ways that you can do that, you know, economically and think about finances and stuff. Which is one of those. Time, I mean, you've just gone through it, but one of those times in your life where you're not really thinking about. It's so emotional, isn't it? And Christmas is an emotion, an emotional thing as well. And often emotions can override money. You know, you think oh, I have to buy the best Christmas present for my for my daughter because I love her so much. It's the same as I have to buy the best pram for my daughter because I love her so much. It's exactly the same thing. And I think yeah. it's really great to to you know, kind of not separate the emotion from the finances, but to to give as much, not even as much weight, but just to give weight to finances as well as the emotion, right? So so definitely yeah. if you're interested in that, um, Ellie's book is fantastic for that. So final oh, question, Ellie, and then I've got a little game for us, but a final question. Um, I know we've touched on this a little bit, but for anyone who's feeling financial pressure at Christmas, have if, have you got any advice for anyone who's feeling... You know, just that's kind of overwhelming the joy that sh- should be there this time of year.
1: Yeah. So I think I would first of all ask yourself where it's coming from. So this is kind of going back to a few of the mindfulness principles, but ask yourself what is causing this anxiety or this pressure? Where is it coming from? Is it coming from you yourself? Is it coming from external forces? If it's external, is it individuals? Is it kind of third party social media or is it marketing when you identify what it is that is causing it you can then start to put in place some i guess strategies to help so for example if it's social media marketing we've talked about that so try to disconnect yourself
0: mm-hmm. if
1: it's from other people then as hard as it is being open and having a conversation about the pressure that you're feeling about your situation about the expectations that you feel are being placed on you and the spending is going to be the best thing that you can do to resolve this you know in some situations you might be able to put some distance between you and the people that are making you feel like this but often it is a case that you really need to broach that topic as challenging as that may be um so that you can resolve that if it's coming from you yourself which a lot of the time it does come from that pressure that we feel like we should behave in a certain way again sit down like in the quiet for 10 minutes and just ask yourself like, why do I feel like this mm-hmm. where have I got this belief from that I need to spend a certain amount of money to be a good mother friend wife mm-hmm. daughter and start drilling down into that belief because like a lot of beliefs when it comes to well generally beliefs but specifically with money a lot of them are really hardwired into our behavior and into how we think, but they are not necessarily true. A belief is not a truth. And so once we identify that belief and we can figure out where it's come from, and often it's come from something that we've observed or a behavior that you know we've learned from our own parents or our own family, then we can start to challenge it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're there feeling like, If I don't spend £200 on my partner, I'm a bad, bad partner. Why do you believe that? Where does that come from? And find all the evidence that makes that not true. So actually, there will be tons of things that you have done, I imagine, for your partner in this example, that don't cost that amount of money, that show that you are a good partner. It might be sending them a nice message. It might be, like, organising to go on a really lovely day out to the park. It might be giving them a hug or bring bringing them a cup of tea, like find the evidence that counteracts what you are believing and what you're telling yourself, and hold on to that, bring that to the forefront and focus on that and remember that actually you know it, yeah, and if you're if you're using this as an example, think about ways that you can actually show that sense of affection or gratitude to that person in ways that you've done it in the past that have been successful which don't cost 200 pounds you know so actually maybe it is a case that you just plan a lovely day together and that is the present you can write them a note do something like that you know you don't need to always be spending money to show somebody that you care and I think that's one of the things that we so easily fall into believing and I think it's where the pressure a lot of the pressure comes from is our ourselves telling ourselves that if we're Mm -hmm. not buying the next nice shiny big gift that you know we must not be showing our love and we just have to challenge Mm. ourselves with that sometimes
0: I think that's so true and it's one of those things that sounds so simple but if you actually think about it it's there isn't it that that belief that we have to be spending money on you know lots of money on things to either impress people or show people that we love them and actually it's it's not you know as you say so much of the evidence is there that's that's not true it's the it's it's the small things isn't it that that really show each other Um, and love languages is a great way to think about that as well looking at your love absolutely looking at your partner or whoever it is your child's or best friends whoever is love language and buying a gift from that perspective rather than just how much it cost
1: <laughs> yeah um, exactly because actually a lot of the time when I speak to people and I've, I've not come across that many people where the love language is the, is gifts yes yeah then main love language is gifts Um yeah. there will be some but most people it's one of the others
0: yeah so if anyone who hasn't heard of love languages before um, you have to remind me if I forget any of them Ellie but obviously there's gifts and presents there's acts of service so like making a cup of tea um there's quality time which is a great present you can you know you can yes. buy a you know a day out or whatever whatever it is or a, you know a lunch out or whatever and there's one more isn't there
1: oh physical touch physical touch which is
0: yeah I think that's my one I love a cuddle
1: <laughs> uh, yeah okay.
0: I've got a little game for us to play um just at the end it's just silly but um yeah. basically I've got I've got 3 Christmas facts for you two Ooh. are are true and one is false and I'd like to, you to listen and see if you can guess which one is false Up Okay great yeah <laughs> okay so the first um the first fact in the united kingdom the british public spends around 700 million pounds on unwanted christmas presents every year fact two technically it is illegal to eat mince christmas puddings mince pies and anything to do with gluttony in the 17th century and the law has never been rescinded and the final um the final fact i have for you which could be true or could be false is around five million brussels sprouts are thrown away every christmas so what's your guess ellie
1: I think I think the first one's true mm-hmm. I think hmm which one I think the second one's got to be false right so here we
0: go uh, I, I did put you on the spot a little bit there with a, like a kind of financial <laughs> question you got that one right so the first one is true we do we do um waste about uh 700 million pounds every year on unwanted Christmas presents The second one is actually true, (laughs) so you guessed that one false. So technically, it is illegal to eat mince pies on Christmas Day, and the law has never been rescinded. So watch out, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) The ghost of Cromwell will be after us. Um, So the last one is false. I said around five million Brussels sprouts are thrown away every Christmas. In fact, I mean it's it's a little bit of a trick, but in fact, seventeen point two million Brussels sprouts. Are thrown away every Christmas, um, including
1: Brussels sprouts. A
0: lot of Brussels sprouts, including including two hundred sixty three thousand turkeys, seven point five million mince pies, and seven hundred forty thousand portions of mince pudding. Yeah, so wow, a lot of waste.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh. We well, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, it's an incentive to do a little bit of more thoughtful shopping this Christmas yeah. and to spend a little bit less. Um, to reduce the spending and the food waste yes exactly <laughs> oh
0: well Ellie, it is so lovely talking to you and i hope you have a wonderful christmas with your beautiful little baby and, the rest thank of your, you. family and your puppy your dog <laughs> yeah
1: right. thank you so much for having me and i'm Aww. really glad that you enjoyed reading the book
0: uh yes i honestly i really really love it i'm gonna um i'm gonna give it to a couple of people for christmas definitely and Aww. um see that's a great christmas present i think books can't go wrong with yes it. um and yes I will link to Ellie's book and her website and Instagram in the in the show notes so definitely go and check her out thank you Brilliant. so much Ellie If you want more, please do head over to my Substack channel. That's Substack, S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K. It's free to subscribe and you'll get a weekly newsletter plus meditations, videos, loads of support and more information on how to create a holistic well-being plan for yourself. So join me over there for free. Follow me on Instagram and don't forget to download your free Mindful Advent calendar. See you next week. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Tiny Forest. This holiday season, give a gift that truly grows love and leaves a lasting impact. Tiny Forest is an urban tree planting initiative by environmental charity Earthwatch Europe, and they've got a wonderful mindful Christmas idea for any nature lover. For just £18, you can choose your loved one's favourite tree species and sponsor it in its own Tiny Forest. Choose a meaningful location, receive a personalised certificate, and watch the forest flourish. From a mighty oak, to the valuable hazel, which is a food source for birds, small mammals, and even deer. The graceful elm, or the beautiful rowan, which in folklore has mythical properties, often planted near homes to ward off evil spirits. Or even the very Christmassy looking silver birch. You can sponsor as many trees as you like, maybe even grow your own tiny forest. Why champion a tree? Well, over 6 million people in the UK lack access to green space close to home. Your sponsorship supports Earthwatch in creating 500 tiny forests by 2030, fostering nature in cities and combating the decline of wildlife highlighted by the 2023 State of Nature report. Join us in bringing nature back to our urban landscapes. Visit earthwatch.org.uk to make a difference today.